and this red hue nonsense and him being the champ, it's all it's all wrong. It's all wrong. Mm. In my opinion, it's all wrong. So you one would say it's all wrong. <laughs> you can you can say that it's all wrong. Shut up. podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to can i get through this intro better than maddie bizzle can <laughs> no need to answer that because it was rhetorical <coughs> absolutely rhetorical you are listening to us on soundcloud.com slash grapples the apples that's grapples the number two. two apples remember don't listen to that uh soundcloud also on that google play music or that Apple Podcast. Doesn't matter where you're listening, as long as you are listening. As usual, I am one of your hosts. The very sensual. The very toy. <laughs> Mr. Sunglasses at frickin' night himself. <laughs> ya boy. Dare I say it now. The prophet is back. Mmm. Do we have official tally on that? No, not yet, but um, I called the Dunn match, and I called Baszler winning, so I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. I don't know. We have, we have the official tally one of these days. We will. We will. Okay. It's your boy Shades, joined by my hetero life mate. Ill will the thrill, the poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I be, because baby, that's who I is. Mr. Thrill, we just had a Survivor Series 2019 wrap yes, up. Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT for brand, brand supremacy. supremacy. I don't think there's anything else that we can talk about until we ring that bell. All right, so there was a two-hour-long kickoff show that featured three matches, and all three matches pretty much happened in the last hour, so we had to <coughs> cram everything in there. The first match, which wasn't even announced until it actually happened, was the 10-team interbrand, interbrand tag team battle royal. Whew, that's a mouthful. That's a mouthful right that's there. a mouthful. Lordy. Featuring tag teams from all three brands, the teams were as follows. Forgotten Sons, Lucha House Party, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, Imperium, Heavy Machinery, Brizango, The Revival, uh, The O.C., and uh, Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. You would think the OC or the Revival would win this match, seeing as former tag team champions, the Revival should have been in the triple threat tag team match. Should they? Seeing as in Crown Jewel, uh, the OC won. The best in the world. Tag team turmoil. But you have the makeshift team of Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode winning. Yeah. Over the Street Profits. Right. Why? So it became very clear that they needed a SmackDown a SmackDown team to win. SmackDown. SmackDown. And the SmackDown teams that were I keep wanting to say SmackDown that were in this match were Revival Ziggler and Roode and Heavy Machinery. I think, I guess, of all those three who needs it would be Ziggler and Rude. I guess. I don't know. I mean, I know this match was dumb to begin with. It was very last minute announced just for the sake of making sure that SmackDown got on the board early. Um, eliminations happened every two seconds. It was super quick. The match only took eight minutes, and Ziggler and Rude ended up winning. So, I mean... Again, this was just, in my opinion, at the end of, by the end of the night, it became very clear this was just something to put on the board for SmackDown. Mm. I mean, they were padding the time if they needed to with this, but how are you going to pad the time with eight an eight-minute battle royal? That's what I'm saying. Like, the whole first hour was just interviews and promos. They could have done a longer match in the first hour. Like, they could have split this up better because all three of these matches all happened in the second hour of the kickoff show. Mm-hmm. So, and like back to back to back, essentially. So this team 
wins what? They win a, dim- a diamond ring? No, it's an ugly trophy. A trophy? Yeah. Oh. Which they showed at the beginning of the match, and then I don't think they showed again after that. That's it? Yeah. That's... Brand Supremacy. Brand, the Brand Supremacy, right there. <laughs> the best tag team on SmackDown. Exactly, sure. Next match on the pre-show, you had Leo Rush taking on Akira Tozawa of Raw and Kalisto of SmackDown. Obviously, Leo Rush is of NXT. I, again, I have some issues that I had to, to, to smooth out during the day. So, Mr. Thrill watched all of the pre-show. Mm-hmm. And you said uh, it was fine. It was it was a it wasn't a bad match. It wasn't bad. I mean, it's Rush, Tazawa, and Kalisto. You know, even with eight minutes, they're gonna find something to put together. You know, um, was it special? No. Am I gonna go rewatch this? No. But again, this was just they wanted to make sure that there were three matches so that each team could get a point going into the show. Gotta get the cruiserweights in there. Gotta put the, you know... Sure, whatever. Rush retains. Because, duh. I feel like uh, Akira Tozawa is always in a triple threat for the cruiserweight title. <laughs> I think it's his only lot in life right now. I think this is only his... Your job, Akira, is to go out there in a triple threat match and lose. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Just go out there and lose. Ha! Ah, ah, ah. Yeah, I guess. So next up was exactly what I predicted to be the match that was announced previously to end up on the kickoff show, which was the triple threat tag team match mm-hmm. between the three tag team champions of NXT, Raw and SmackDown, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly of NXT, Undisputed Era, versus Big E and Kofi of The New Day from SmackDown, and the Viking Raiders of Raw. To no surprise to me, the Viking Raiders won. Mm-hmm. What was a surprise to me was I was wrong about who got the pin. Because Bobby, I mean, Kyle O'Reilly ate it, and I thought it would be Bobby Fish. Uh, I thought it was... You You called Kyle O'Reilly, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. But whatever. Uh, I get the point anyway. I mean, so far, um, we missed out on two points. Yeah, because they, they were not pre-announced matches. So... I'm not going to count those. So right now we're 1-1. One one. No. You're 1-0. You're one, one oh. I'm saying like we're both 1, like we have 1 out of 1. Oh. So I'm not counting the first two. Okay, yes. You both have 1 point each. Yes. Okay. Uh, to open the show proper, we had the 5-on-5-on-5 five 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 Women's Survivor Series Triple Threat Elimination Match. NXT's team, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Candice LeRae, Io Shirai, Tony Storm, taking on Raw's team of Charlotte Flair, Natalia, Asuka, Kyrie Sane, and Sarah Logan. And Team SmackDowns consists of Sasha Banks, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross. Now, what's interesting to me about this match was on SmackDown they show dissension between the SmackDown team. Mm. Well, I've always said, like, throughout all of, um, what the heck is this called? The, the paper, Leading up to the pay-per-view, mm. it was like, I feel like it's Raw versus NXT, and SmackDown is having a civil war between themselves. Right. And yet, during the actual show, that was not the case. Mm. They worked perfectly fine as a cohesive unit. Instead, it was Raw who suffered from dissension that cost them the match. From whom? Asuka and Charlotte. Wow. So, Asuka and Charlotte got into it uh, because of blind tags, and then they started shoving each other back and forth. This is already, at this point, it was them two and Natalia left for Raw. Um, I'm skipping over some stuff, but they got into a shoving match back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and then um, Asuka hit Charlotte with a mist, and then dipped. Charlotte ate the women's right, and got eliminated with left Natalia by herself. Now, before then, uh, we had Candice LeRae. So there was, I'm sorry. So there was a, a segment in the match where, like, all the women got their stuff in. 
So, like, one after the other, someone would come into the ring and hit a move on somebody, and then the next person would come and hit a move on them. Next person would come in, you know, like, that whole sequence. The that, chain. Yeah, the yeah. chain, which we always see in Survivor Series uh-huh. matches. So, this one ended with Sasha Banks standing tall. And at some point right afterwards, you see Team NXT huddling over Candice LeRae and Io Shirai, who are both on the floor, writhing in pain. Referees are coming over to them. The medics come over to them. JR, I mean, not JR, I'm sorry. Uh, Wrong business. Because the King, that's why it was uh, Jerry the King Lawler. I still associate the two with each other. So, Jerry the King Lawler, in a very serious, somber tone, is like, wait a minute, guys, hold on. Looks like someone's hurt. Someone might be hurt. So, good on him for selling it, by the way, because mm-hmm. for a second he got me. I was like, is someone actually hurt? And I see them rolling around, like, oh, just holding nothing. You know what I mean? Like, they're not holding anything in particular. They're just kind of rolling around. Yeah, we're in pain. That's it. So I'm just like, oh, okay, they're fine. But uh, they're rolling around in pain. They get helped up and escorted backstage. So at this point, this was still early enough where it was five on five on three, where NXT was, you know, severely shorthanded. But they end up coming back, and between Raw's issues and a couple quick, some um, eliminations of, like, Nikki Cross... Who got rolled up? Um, who else? I think Sarah Logan had a, a quick elimination. At the end of the day, we end up with uh, Natalia gets eliminated. So it's just Rhea Ripley versus Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. And eventually, Candice LeRae and Yoshirai run back in. And they're clearly not hurt. And they run interference. Ripley gets Sasha with the Riptide. And Team NXT reigns victorious in the Women's Survivor Series elimination match. That is 2-0 two, two for you. Yes, sir. Starting off strong there. Yeah. Strong. Not Roddy strong, but strong. See that segue? See, see how I handed you that segue? Yeah. But you're supposed to read the next card, actually. Oh, this is my... <laughs> so you see how I hit myself the segue? Speaking of Roddy Strong. <laughs> so the following match. He's, dr- he's drunk on, on power. On power! <laughs> Unlimited power. Uh, so the, the following match was the mid-card triple threat. Uh, North American champion Roger Strong versus United States champion AJ Styles versus new intercontinental... Well, not new intercontinental champion, but intercontinental, the, the new... Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I the thought, newly designed Intercontinental th- Championship. See, this is why I keep you around. <laughs> so I thought this match could have been match of the night if given time. And they did give them 17 minutes practically. So they gave them plenty of time to hash out a good match. And it was a good match. Yeah. It wasn't great. It wasn't amazing. It was good Maybe even very good. Mm-hmm. I don't have any complaints about it other than the finish. So the, the Roger Strong ends up dumped outside the ring, and AJ Styles hits Shinsuke with the phenomenal forearm. Right, and before he gets to go for the pin, Roddy throws AJ out, hooks the leg one two three. Roger Strong steals a win mm-hmm. for NXT. For NXT to have now three victories on the night. Correct. And so, I'm not crazy about the finish, because like I said to you when we were watching it, I would have preferred that he had won the match and not stolen it. Yeah, I mean, AJ. but it makes sense for him stealing it. Sure, I mean, you we are heel, so like, I get it. Exactly, and it's like, yeah, we gotta win by any means. Right. You know, so right. let's do this. My thing is, you had heel versus heel versus heel. There was no face in this match. True. But they, they didn't need it. No. They showed it didn't need it. No, that, but that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is any of these guys could have let the other guy hit their finisher and steal the win, mm-hmm. you know? Shinsuke can do it. Roddy can true, do it. True, true. AJ AJ's a finisher. Like, he would have to finish the match. Right. So he's going to win via his methods. Right. Um, I got here when this match was about three quarters of the way done mm-hmm. still entertaining for what what I saw and I was like okay not not bad I was surprised that Roddy won I'm upset that AJ lost 
But, I mean, we're, we're, we're talking about building up NXT. We're still building up that NA championship. What's the best way to do it? You have Roderick Strong come out on top in this Survivor Series match. I guess. I don't know. I guess I just felt like this doesn't have enough weight to give the rub to anybody or to hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is just straight up, and it doesn't matter, like, whoever wins, wins. Yeah. Um, for my pick's sake, I wanted Shinsuke to win. For what I actually want, I wanted AJ to win. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Roger, Roddy just Roddy winning just didn't feel right to me. Mm. Something about him winning just was off to me. But, you know, whatever. It is what it is. It didn't really offend me too much. Just, it was what it was. So we move on to another Undisputed Era member, the leader of the Undisputed Era, defending his NXT Championship against Pete Dunne. For those of you who don't know who I'm talking about, but of course, it's Adam Cole. Baby! baby. And I gain a point as I chose Pete Dunne to advance. Mm Mm-hmm from war games to face Adam Cole and for me the the crowd does a lot to take away from this match because their chance of this is awesome always makes me like you know what <laughs> now I have to like now I gotta critique this match just that much more right but uh, I mean all in all the match was it was a it was a good match yeah it was a really good match uh, there was a lot of different spots here. We have we have your your Pete Dunne finger manipulation and joint manipulation. You have Adam Cole doing the Panama Sunrise on the apron, Ooh. and we we just hold our breath for that. Yep. Um, what's Pete Dunne's finish? Bitter end, right? Mm-hmm. He hits the bitter end on Adam Cole. Uh, only gets a two count. We get at least one the the first last shot. He didn't you know pull down the uh, the knee pad. We had another uh, bitter end attempt that was reversed into a Panama sunrise. Sort of, sort of a to a sort of Panama sunrise, which is the ending of the match. Panama sunset, maybe. Yeah, (laughs) because it was like already halfway around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Panama sunset. Adam Cole pulls down uh, the uh, the knee pads to hit the last shot, and Adam Cole, baby, beats Pete Dunne. I, I, for me, I didn't like matches like this because it didn't help with the standings. For right, well, we had three matches, the, the three title matches. Yeah, the three men's title matches. Yeah, like didn't did nothing for this to the score, but. All titles were on the line. Yes. So I guess, you know. Or at least all titles were on the show. Right. Um, this match took a little long to start for me. Like, it took a little while to pick up. Yeah. The first half of the match, I was kind of just like, okie dokie, <laughs> we could do better than this, guys. And then it picked up, and, you know, it became a, an Adam Cole P. Dunn match. But my issue with this match was what I was telling you from the outset, why I didn't want it to be P. Dunn. Is that I knew that they weren't going to get enough time to put on a match that these two could put on. Mm-hmm. That's why I said that it should have been Killian Dane, because if Killian Dane and Adam Cole have a good fourteen minute match, like whatever, it's still good for Killian Dane. It doesn't hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, Adam Cole versus Pete Dunne on Survivor Series for fourteen minutes when it's just an okay match or a good match versus a what it could have been an amazing match. Mm-hmm. Like, save it. You know, if, if if you if you if you can either save them having a great match, or have them having an okay match, just save it. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. I want the best wrestling you can get, and I know that this is not the best I can get out of these two. But it's the best match you would have gotten out of the three. The match starts yeah. off slow because both men are are uh, suffering from last suffering night. from last night. You know, Adam Cole almost died going through a table. But if Adam Cole isn't going to lose anyway, why not give Killian Dane the shot? You can say the same thing for Punishment Martinez. Yeah, but Damian Priest is fresh, and you're going to put him in the in the men's match. You could have easily swapped out 
um, Damian Priest versus uh, for for Pete Dunne. Sure, sure. I guess theoretically, yes. I just feel like Killian Dane makes more sense, and I like Killian Dane better than I like Damian Priest. But that's you just being biased. Sure, but my my whole point is I'd rather either one of them two over Pete Dunne in this circumstance. Okay. That's my whole thing. And if I had to choose between the two, I'm picking Killian Dane. Because I think I'd get a better match out of Killian Dane and Adam Cole than uh, Damien... Yeah, Damien Priest, right? That's his name? Damien Priest? Priest? Damien Priest? Yeah. Yeah, between those two. Okay. But whatever, whatever. It is what it is. Following the next, from one title match to another title match, we have The Fiend Bray Wyatt defending his... Blue Universal Championship. I love it. I love it. Versus Daniel Bryan. <sighs> this red hue thing's got to go. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't take it. The red. It, it takes me out of the match so much. I mean, first of all, I don't think this match was that good. I thought it was okay. And the problem is. And this was my issue with Bray winning the championship. They've already... In the Hell in a Cell match with Seth Rollins, Mm -hmm. they've already turned Bray into this, like... Indestructible superhuman being. Exactly. Yeah. And so now we got the same thing again tonight with him and Daniel Bryan, and it's like... I know it was the second time, but it's already shtick. Like, okay, cool, he did the same move six times, and he keeps... Getting up and it keeps getting up and it keeps getting like I'm it's after a while it gets played. It's it's played. I'm I'm not entertained by this. This isn't cool to me. And it's not like Undertaker back in the day, because Undertaker only did it once a match, and it was part of his comeback. Mm-hmm. It was always like late in the match, like some big spot happened, and then he'd rise up. The and, equivalent to Hulk Hogan's hulking up exactly. or, the, or Shawn Michaels kip up. Exactly. But when this is just like a regular part of his existence where your finisher only gets you barely a two count, like what? This isn't interesting to me. Mm-hmm. It's like having a, a creator wrestler to like a thousand and nothing, like you don't, it doesn't matter what you do to him. It's just like, what's the point? Yeah, yeah. It's boring. It's whack. It's played. I didn't like it. It was 10 minutes. It was red. It was dumb. I don't know, whatever. Okay, so you're not a fan of. The Bray Wyatt hue. I'm not a fan of any of this. And I'm I'm a huge fan of Bray Wyatt, and I love the Fiend character, but where they have him now, how they've been booking him in matches, and this red hue nonsense, and him being the champ, it's all all wrong. It's all wrong. Mm. In my opinion, it's all wrong. So you, one would say it's all wrong. (laughs) You can can say that it's all wrong. Shut up. So let's move on to the. Hold on, let's check the scoreboard. I got one, two, three, four. Mm. At this point, I got four points. How do you have four points? Viking Raiders. Yeah. Team NXT and the women's. Yeah. Adam Cole. Bray Wyatt. That's four. Okay, yeah, you're right, you're right. You have one, two, three, four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now let's move on. We're just moving on because you say move on. Like, is that what it is? Did you have something to add about the Bray Wyatt Daniel Bryan match? I know, I didn't. Boy. (laughs) So moving on to the five (laughs) on five on five men's Survivor Series triple threat elimination match. (laughs) Team SmackDown: Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman. The Strowman. Yeah, I I call him Strongman or Strawman. I never call him Strowman. Um. King Corbin, Mustafa Ali, and Shorty G. Take Shorty G. Taking on the teams. Team Raw, which consists of Seth Burned Down Rollins, (laughs) Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, and Rakakit. And Team NXT's Tommaso Ciampa, (coughs) Damian Priest, Matt Rydell, Keith Lee, and Volter. So this match seemed super rushed. Super rushed. They started off, first off, completely horrible by eliminating Volter first. Out of everybody. 
Shorty G, Mustafa Ali, uh, Ricochet, you, Damian Priest. You eliminate Volter, the WWE United Kingdom champion. Yep. Why? Yep. Why? You already know how I feel about this match. You saw it on my face during the entire match. I'm not... You can talk all you want about this match. I'm not saying nothing. So, well, I'm hoping you say something because... I'm going to go pinfall by pinfall in terms of eliminations. Volter gets Claymore kicked by Drew McIntyre for our first elimination. Shorty G gets eliminated by Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens... Via Frog Splash. Yeah, okay, so Kevin Owens is on the top rope. Tommaso Ciampa's laying down. Shorty G's laying down. He's he's perched on to, on the top rope. He doesn't know who he's gonna hit the the frog splash with, and he decides to hit Shorty G with it. And Corey's like, "See, I told you he's he's part of the NXT's team." It's like, no, he's not. But you guys just eliminated Vulture, so <laughs> yeah, like, you know, do 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 something good. I don't, know. I don't know. And then, so Frog Splash, Shorty G's eliminated. Kevin Owens is on the apron and gets spiked DDT by Tommaso Ciampa, and he gets himself eliminated. Damon Priest tags himself in and gets RKO'd by Randy Orton. Randy Orton gets rolled up by Matt Riddle. Then Randy Orton RKO's Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle gets pinned by by King Corbin. And this is where the match absolutely lost me. So, Keith Lee, Braun Strowman, and if I'm not mistaken, Ricochet were the legal men. Could be. Right? Sounds about right. Men are outside. They're fighting. Braun does his uh his his lap around the ring and okay. Wipes out everybody else. Knocks out everybody. He's gonna do it again. One more time. He runs around. He's avoiding everybody and then Keith Lee literally just smacks. Boom. Takes him out. All this time, the ref starting to count. For a count out. One, two, three, and so on and so on. So you see, I stopped after three because I can't count that high. <laughs> <sighs> Drew McIntyre hits Braun Strongman with the Claymore kick to incapacitate him outside the ring. As the ref count gets higher and higher and finally gets to 10 and counts out Braun Strowman. Okay. <laughs> okay. You could have had Braun eat the pin from somebody, them, them doing a bunch of like finishers on him or something. But you haven't counted out. Fine. Bad way to get him eliminated. But I understand. It's a safe way to do it, though. Safe way. Why, for the rest of the match... (laughs) Not a single time. There's everyone outside the ring brawling. Not a count-out to be had. Not even a one. So, you're just counting out Braun Strowman... For the sake of progressing the storyline. Mm-hmm. That is dumb. <laughs> so Braun Strowman gets counted out. Ricochet eats the end of days from King Corbin. Mustafa Ali eats the stomp after King Corbin and Mustafa Ali, which you get upset about, Thrill. Um, 
Corbin's getting upset because he thinks that Mustafa is taking up all the glory. Gets back into the ring, eats a stomp. One, two, three. Mustafa Ali's eliminated. At this point, I was fully just, I was just livid. Drew McIntyre eats a spear from the big dog. And then the big dog hits a Superman punch and then a Superman spear onto King Corbin, eliminating his own teammate, Tommaso Ciampa getting the pin. Again, <clears throat> Ciampa, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, all outside. For longer than a minute. You could have been counted out six times. Bro, they were trying to set up the shield power bomb. And no count. Not a count to be had. Not, not a one. Not a one. So, big dog Roman Reigns spears Tommaso Ciampa. One, two, three. Ciampa gets eliminated. We're down to the last three men one from each team Seth burning down Rollins the big dog Roman Reigns and Keith Lee's thing is the next big thing no that's Brock Lesnar's thing he's, like a million, he's limitless limitless that's what yeah. it was yeah. and Keith Lee eliminates Seth Rollins which was fantastic and Lee and Reigns had a back and forth where couldn't have gone either way. It really made Keith Lee look strong, which I'm happy about. I've been a Keith Lee supporter and I know what he can do and I'm really happy to see that that he got a good rub tonight. And the rub he did. Because it took two spears to bring down Keith Lee. And then he got the, uh, the old fist pound. So now that um, he got the uh, fist bump from Big Dog, Keith Ambrose is Keith Ambrose, the newest member of the Shield. <laughs> Keith Ambrose. Hopefully, they can capitalize on Keith Lee winning this match. Not, well, not winning this match, but looking strong yeah. in it. It's tough though because you're going. He's going back to NXT. You know, who knows what plans they had for him over there. I don't think they have any plans after Survivor Series. I I personally don't want to say hated this match, but um, I was as close to hating it as you can get. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I get through like 14 mini tantrums, so <laughs> I'm not going to give much more input on that match. I will give input on the following match, which was... A no-holds-barred, no-disqualification match for the WWE Championship between challenger Rey Mysterio and the reigning, defending, undisputed WWE World Heavyweight Champion Barack Obama Lesnar. Um, I mean, I thought this match was going to go about five minutes. It went seven exact. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about the third person involvement. You talking about with um? So let, let let's go through this match a little bit. So it pretty much starts with you know Brock is manhandling Ray, pretty much from Jump Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as the bell rings, Ray goes to get the pipe, but Brock stops him, be- beats on him, he's like teasing him about the pipe. Um, he puts Ray through, he doesn't put him through the table, but the cover of one of the table mm-hmm. he breaks with Ray. And then finally, at some point, maybe what halfway through the match? Maybe three quarters into the match? Yeah, with that five minute mark. About, the five, about that five minute mark, we get interference. We get a run-in. From who else? But Dominic Mysterio. 
Yeah, I don't. I, towel in hand. Like he's going to throw in the towel for his dad. He doesn't want to see his dad get beat up anymore. He's begging and pleading with Brock. Brock with towel in hand. Brock takes the towel out of his hand and throws it towards the, the floor. And by he, hey, Brock just doing the towel. Rey Mysterio is the WWE champion. Now, as soon as I saw him come out of the towel, my first feeling was annoyance and frustration. Because mm-hmm. it was like, I'm not doing this again. New Japan did it. AEW did it. Now you have to do it too? Like, mm-hmm. n- no, enough. But they didn't. They kind of turned it on its ear. Like you said, Brock took it, threw the towel away, and then it became... Rey Mysterio low blows him. Brock sells the low blow better than anybody. He gets up, goes towards uh, Dominic. Dominic hits him with the low blow also. They're beating him down with the pipe and the chair, and they throw him against the ropes. And father-son, Kamehameha, 619. In stereo. Dominic goes up, hits by far the ugliest frog splash I've ever seen. Definitely one of the ugliest. And Rey Mysterio hits a frog splash of himself. They both cover him. One, two, kick kick out. They're both going up to different turnbuckles. Brock shoots up, grabs Dominic, German suplex, catches Rey Mysterio on a dive. F5, one, two, three... Brock routines. Yeah. Balls. <laughs> yeah. What I did like was that after, as soon as the match was over, he went back to selling a low blow. Mm-hmm. Because A, it means it happened. Adrenaline's and, worn off now. Right. And B, I didn't want to get another Ray and Dominic beatdown. Like, mm-hmm. we've seen this already. Exactly. Yeah. So the fact that he just took the W and walked away holding his groin, I was like, okay, works for me. Mm-hmm. Now we can move on. And now we can move on. You want to move on, or you want to, you want to not move on? Or? Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna get to it. I was. Oh, it was I, I, I paused for, for dramatic effect. Well, I don't know how much dramatic needs to be. I'm just saying. Just saying I'm, pa- I'm padding our time because we're running through this card right now. Well, I mean, that's how the show was. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to pad our time, but uh, now you're drawing attention to it. See, Vince doesn't do this to Triple H or vice versa. <laughs> No, he'll just have the wrestler standing in the middle of the ring with, like, a minute to go doing nothing while they wait for the copyright thing to come down to the bottom corner. Well, that's why uh, we had Keith Lee and Roman Reigns sit there for a, going on far too long to acknowledge exactly. it. Exactly. Anyway, we're moving on to the main event. <laughs> the Champions Triple Threat match, the NXT Women's Champion Shayna Baszler taking on Raw's Women's Champion Becky Lynch taking on SmackDown's Women's Champion Bailey in the last match for Brand Supremacy. At this point in time, NXT is up 3-1 to 2. SmackDown can win this match and tie NXT. And Raw was already taking out because they suck. Wait, where were we by this point in terms of our records? Our records One, were... 1, 2, 3, 4... Five, six. I got six at this point. Before I the main event, I have six. Two, three, four. I have four because um, I, I chose uh, Team NXT to win this. Because I thought that Kevin Owens was going to come out, but he didn't. And I picked SmackDown. So, this match, you have the the beef with Baszler and Lynch and Bailey seems like an afterthought and she didn't want to be seen as an afterthought she wanted to be viewed as a just as legitimate as credible as the other two who is bringing stability and uh, she's bringing up the SmackDown women's division which is not all that true because her only two title defenses have been against Nikki Cross so to that but I'll say this much during the match they gave Becky a lot of time I mean not Becky Bailey yeah Bailey was putting beat downs on everybody yeah she was kind of the focal point of the majority of the match one way or the other see but that when you do stuff like that it kind of like foreshadows like you oh, know yeah, what telegraphs the finish she ain't gonna win this right 
and you said that she needed to win this. I 100% still believe that. I thought that Shayna Baszler was going to win this. I thought she needed to win this. Shayna Baszler did win this. Was that your pick? Yeah. I picked Baszler. You're right. I picked Becky. You're right. Yeah. I picked Becky. I picked Becky. You're right. I thought I thought Bailey needed it, but I picked Becky. You're right. So, so Shayna wins. Mm-hmm. She taps ba- Bailey out with the Kirafuda clutch. Mm-hmm. Post match, she's celebrating, standing on the tables, arms in the air. Becky Lynch is behind the announce table, on the floor. On the floor, she gets up, pulls her down, beats her up a little bit, goes through the table, drops an f bomb. She says, "This is my effing flipping house. This is my flipping show." Yeah. And I'm sitting here like, hey, you know what? Perfect time for Ronda Rousey to come out. No Ronda Rousey sighting for the the closest 50 miles. She should have came out. They mentioned her a ton during the show. That's why it made it seem like she was going to come out. Baszler's her friend, training partner in MMA, four horsewomen of MMA, that whole, uh, that whole thing. You have Baszler's redeeming, you know, Ronda for what happened at WrestleMania. Blah blah. And you're blah. like, why would Ronda come out? What, what what point would that prove? And I was like, hey, Becky beat her at WrestleMania, gave her her first loss. Why yeah. wouldn't she want to come back and avenge that? Sure. But that's not what we got. That's not what we got. We got Becky Lynch literally just Seth Rollinsing it up, just talking to the crowd the whole time, yelling out stuff until we had the watermark and we went off air. So here's my grand issue with the finish. So Shayna gets to win the match and go over and stand tall in that sense. Mm-hmm. Becky gets the post down me uh the post match beatdown on Shayna and literally ends the show standing tall. And what does Bailey get? Uh... Like I don't you want these three brands to be thought of equally? But you don't treat yeah, them equally. Uh, SmackDown is not being treated as equal. But SmackDown is a Fox show. They're supposed to be the A show now. Mm-hmm. That's why they have Cole and Corey Graves on there now. Mm-hmm. This is the big money show, and you're treating your women's champion like junk? She's an afterthought? And then she taps? And that's it? It's funny that you mentioned junk and Bailey. I just... It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating because this is what happens to talent. This is how wrestlers like fall down the card, become like obsolete, mm. and then get released. Because if you don't book them right, if you don't book your wrestlers to care, to make the fans care, to show that you care, why would anybody care? If you don't care about the wrestler, why should the fans? Mm, you fade away and class- classify yourself as obsolete. 100%. Obsolete. The fans are already struggling to get behind Bailey, mm-hmm. heel Bailey. You, she has to start winning matches. She has to be legitimate. This is not legitimizing her at all. I mean, it does legitimize Baszler more, though. Baszler, Baszler doesn't need it. Becky doesn't need it. Bailey and her character need this. You know why? Because her coming off as a heel doesn't. It doesn't seem. Doesn't feel natural. So don't let her feels, win matches. It feels forced. So don't let her win matches. If she can't, if she, if the character work isn't getting over, then she has to win matches. Mm. I don't know. I think they're really, really dropping the ball on Bailey, hard. And it's wild because it's during we're watching the match, and in my head I'm thinking back to a year or two ago, where anytime Becky was on TV, they were chanting, they were singing, "Hey Bailey, who, ha." I want to know like the whole thing. How do we get from there to here? When Bailey was a surprise tag team partner for Sasha at some random pay per view, the place exploded. Mm-hmm. Now, no one cares because her shtick got boring. But it's all about how you book it. It's all about anything and everything. Sure, a character can be weak or strong. But if it's shown that it clearly worked once before, it can work again if you book it the right way. Yeah, but they they haven't been booking the right way. And that's what I'm saying. They booked Bailey into oblivion. Into oblivion. 
Anyway, let's let's do what we do, shall we? Better, so better than most. <laughs> better than all. As always, whenever we do a recap and review of a pay-per-view, we like to do a couple things. First thing we'd like to do is talk about our match of the night. Now, we had ten matches on this card. So, Shades, can you tell me which of these ten were your match of the night? And give me a little bit of why. So, my match of the night is going to be Adam Cole versus Pete Dunne. Okay. It, uh, it started off slow, but for me, kind of like built up a little bit. For me, that was the only match that was vaguely inter- like in- interested in. Like the, the tag team matches, the elimination matches were going to be f- done way too quickly. They're going to speed through it, and for the most part, I was right. Given 15, 16 minutes that they did, they got to tell a bit of a story. Not as great as it would have been on a takeover, but still a pretty good middle-of-the-card match. Okay. Um, I struggled with this a lot because I feel like, similar to you, there was no standout match. Yeah. Nothing really went, oh, man, what a match. Uh, I would say the first three matches of the night were the first three that I care the most about in terms of how the match went. I I did enjoy the women's elimination match for the most part. Mm Mm-hmm. Until the finish, which is kind of like... I knew that they were the whole fake-out with the injury fake-out thing. I didn't like that at all. Yeah. Uh, the injury fake-out's whack. The IC, US, and uh, North American Championship. I want to give it to them because of who it is. Yeah. But I'm not sure that they earned it. So I'm going to have to... I, I don't like when we pick the same thing, but i got to be real here. Mm. i, I got to go with Cole versus Dunn. It's a good match. It was a good match, and I think that was, yeah, yeah, that that was the one match that really, that, that got me going one way or the other, other than the finish of the men's match, but I hated the men's match altogether, the men's elimination match. Yeah. As a whole, I hated it, mm-hmm. but the finish I loved, mm-hmm. so I can't give that anything. Yeah. So I gotta go, I'll, I'll go with, with Cole versus Dunn. Okay. Okay. Now, uh... Now, you know, I can't even say it because it sounds weird coming from my mouth. But we do grade our pay-per-views. Yes, we do. Some have stars. Some have stickers, diamonds, this, that. Letters. What's these? We have topes. Yes, It's we a do. wrestling podcast. Yeah. We have a wrestling move. On a scale of five topes, five being the best, zero being the worst, we like to rate this pay-per-view. Mr. Thrill. We always say we start off at a 2.5, and you can either go up or you can go down from there. Where did Survivor Series 2019 land for you? I... No higher than a two. Wow. Wow. That. So, like you said, we started at 2.5. And I'm going through the card quickly. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, for whatever reason, I just wasn't thinking about this ahead of time. But, so we started at 2.5. We have the elimination tag match, the 10 the team battle royal, whatever. Okay, so now we're down to two. Because mm-hmm. that's trash. The ice, the the cruiserweight match, uh, by two point five. The tag team match, uh, maybe we're at a three. The NXT, I mean the uh, the women's elimination match. We can stay at like a three because I didn't like the uh, the fakey injuries, but I like the match overall. Roderick Strong, that's gonna stay at a three. Adam Cole, or I guess we're staying at a three. Bray versus Daniel Bryan, we're back to two point five. And then the men's match, that's a you're you that's a whole that's could have been more than two. I hated that match, so we're down to two for sure. And then Brock versus Ray stays at two because I'm I didn't hate it, I didn't like it, it was whatever. And then the women's match again, yeah, 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 no more than two. I can't go more than two. They're lucky I don't give them like a one seven five or a one five. I'm I, two, no more than two. 
You know what? I thought you were being a, a harsh judge. And then I was like, the hell am I talking about? He's absolutely right. <laughs> I had this at a 2.25. Okay. I think I dropped it to a 2. A 2 also. Yeah. I'm sold on your argument. And I'm like, you know what? You had matches on here we, we didn't need. You had match framing, I guess would be the best way to describe it. Poor framing of the match. Poor execution of the men's match. A seven-minute Brock match. I mean, I, I love that Baszler won, but Bailey needed to win this. So, I mean, it's all about the results. So, yeah, mm-hmm. for me, you get two, two, two topes yeah. also. Yeah. I mean, there's, like, all these matches had to happen for the sake of how you do a Survivor Series. Yeah. You know, you do your champions versus champions. You do your elimination matches. I would argue instead of having the three title matches, you could have had another triple threat, champion versus champion versus champion, but are you really going to do Brock versus Bray versus Adam Cole? But just, how do you even book that match? Adam Cole definitely eats the pin. But yeah, but in terms of like the match, how do you even book that? Oh yeah, you don't. It's, you know, you, it's, it's weird. Adam it's, Cole's the... He's a, a workhorse. You have the, the beast incarnate, and then you have this like fictional character. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you possibly book that match? So I guess that's why they said okay we'll just do three three title matches instead. But I just yeah no you're not getting more than a two out of me I'm sorry. It's just and that men's match was just god awful. But anyway, you have anything else you want to add? No oh, no I don't. <laughs> so that's gonna wrap up our recap and review of WWE Survivor Series 2019. Live from the Allstate Arena in Rosemont, Illinois. Yes, Rosemont, not Chicago. Stop lying to people. Anyway, <laughs> as always, you've been listening to us on SoundCloud.com. Slash Grapples to Apples. Grapples the number two. Apples, if you haven't been listening to us there, you might be on Sound on uh, Google Podcast or on, I'm sorry, Apple Podcast or Google Play Music. Excuse me. Don't forget to check out our social media pages, facebook.com and twitter.com slash grapples to apples. That's grapples at number two. two apples. Again, we want to be able to interact with you guys, but you got to be able to interact with us first. Don't forget to like, comment, share, subscribe, do whatever you got to do to put us in as many ears and eyes as humanly possible. As always, I've been one of your hosts, Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean Candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I be, because baby, that's who I is, joined by my head roll life mate. Uh, man of the hour. Man with the power. Too sweet to be sour. Cream of the crop. Price to the top. Your boy Shades. Don't forget to catch us this Friday and every other Friday for all your weekly wrestling news because Apple a day is bad wrestling. Peace. Peace and love.